Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Shardell, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 131. I am the way, the truth, the life, our blessed Master said. And whoso to the Father comes must in my pathway tread. Hymn number 131. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and from the home page, you'll see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then find the place that says click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you'll find the readings for tonight. And our theme tonight is One Nation Under God Who Heals. And the readings will now be given by Dave from Florida. The Bible, Psalms. God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God, let all the people praise thee. Oh, let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For thou shalt judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Let the people praise thee, O oh God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. 
God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. The Lord looketh from heaven. He beholdeth all the sons of men. From the place of his habitation, he looketh upon all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashioneth their hearts alike. He considereth all their works. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart shall rejoice in him, because we have trusted in his holy name. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according as we hope in thee. Matthew Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world, and the glory of them. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness, and all manner of disease among the people. Romans let every soul be subject unto the higher powers, for there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Heaven, harmony, the reign of spirit, government by divine principle, Christian science goes to the bottom of mental action and reveals the theodicy 
which indicates the rightness of all divine action as the emanation of divine mind and the consequent wrongness of the opposite so-called action, evil, occultism, necromancy, mesmerism, animal magnetism, hypnotism. The medicine of science is divine mind, and dishonesty, sensuality, falsehood, revenge, malice, are animal propensities, and by no means the mental qualities which heal the sick. The hypnotizer employs one error to destroy another. If he heals sickness through a belief, and a belief originally caused the sickness, it is a case of the greater error overcoming the lesser. This greater error thereafter occupies the ground, leaving the case worse than before it was grasped by the stronger error. Our courts recognize evidence to prove the motive as well as the commission of a crime. Is it not clear that the human mind must move the body to a wicked act? Is not mortal mind the murderer? The hands without mortal mind to direct them could not commit a murder. Courts and juries judge and sentence mortals in order to restrain crime, to prevent deeds of violence or to punish them. To say that these tribunals have no jurisdiction over the carnal or mortal mind would be to contradict precedent and to admit that the power of human law is restricted to matter, while mortal mind, evil, which is the real outlaw, defies justice and is recommended to mercy. Can matter commit a crime? Can matter be punished? Can you separate the mentality from the body over which courts hold jurisdiction? Mortal mind, not matter, is the criminal in every case, and human law rightly estimates crime and courts reasonably pass sentence according to the motive. When our laws eventually take cognizance of mental crime and no longer apply legal rulings wholly to physical offenses, these words of Judge Parmenter of Boston will become historic. I see no reason why metaphysics is not as important to medicine as to mechanics or mathematics. Whoever uses his developed mental powers like an escaped felon to commit fresh atrocities as opportunity occurs is never safe. God will arrest him. Divine justice will manacle him. His sins will be millstones about his neck, weighing him down to the depths of ignominy and death. The aggravation of error foretells its doom and confirms the ancient axiom, whom the gods would destroy, they first make mad. The distance from ordinary medical practice to Christian science is full many a league in the line of light. But to go in healing from the use of inanimate drugs 
to the criminal misuse of human willpower is to drop from the platform of common manhood into the very mire of iniquity to work against the free course of honesty and justice and to push vainly against the current running heavenward. Like our nation, Christian science has its declaration of independence. God has endowed man with inalienable rights, among which are self-government, reason, and conscience. Man is properly self-governed only when he is guided rightly and governed by his maker, divine truth and love. Man's rights are invaded when the divine order is interfered with, and the mental trespasser incurs the divine penalty due this crime. Let this age, which sits in judgment on Christian science, sanction only such methods as are demonstrable in truth and known by their fruit, and classify all others as did St. Paul in his great epistle to the Galatians when he wrote as follows. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil and for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? 
Hymn number 296. Rouse ye, soldiers of the cross, and lift your banner high. Servants of a mighty cause, put sloth and slumber by. Rouse ye, rouse ye, face the foe. Rise to conquer sin and death and sin. On with Christ to victory go. Oh, side with God and win. Hymn number 296. Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, July 7th, 2021. 
Welcome one and all. We have quite an outreach from our church, mainly through our various websites, many of which are in foreign languages. And as a result, people from across the globe have found our church. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our websites. We have so much there in the way of healing and inspired material for your reading, your studying, and listening, etc. And it all comes free of charge and with the love of this church. I would like to point out an article now featuring on the home page of our English website. It's entitled Independence by Mary Baker Eddy. So if you were ever considering what our rights are and what are their relationship to our independence, please read this article. It's very clear and to the point. Uh, join us every Sunday morning. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. <clears throat> and we follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And our Sunday school has a teleconference number of its own, one dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school, which means that your child can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. So call up the church, we'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will allow everyone else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those of you who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. When you do so, however, please remember that we're going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Kari, Kari from Arkansas, go ahead. Good evening. I have learned so much in the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent 
as a result of the weekly lessons, website, services, and roundtable discussions, I am beginning to understand the Bible stories and how to live Christian science. This past year, I had a fifth grade class that included a student who was diagnosed with some type of emotional problem that required medication. One day this past spring, the student became upset about something and was yelling at me and the other students. I was in the front of the class preparing for the lesson. A staff member had already been contacted to come and remove the student from the room. When the student paused, out of my mouth came the words, we're not listening to that. I had not planned on saying those words. I did not look at the student and continued to prepare my materials. The student yelled again very loudly at me and the other students. I don't remember what she was yelling about, but it really, it didn't matter. Again, I said, we're not listening to that. I looked up at the other 20 students, and they were looking at me, and they were silent. I felt an enormous sense of love. I also felt that I had said those words on behalf of the other students, and I was fully aware that I was speaking to the error and not the student. Well, the staff member came and removed the student from the classroom, and the class and I had had a, a very good math lesson. The next day, the disruptive student apologized to me. I'm very grateful to this church and the hard work that goes into the preparation for each service and for making your services and website available to all 50 states in the world. Thank you very much. Thank you. Jim. Jim from Arizona, go ahead. Okay, Jim, we don't hear you. Is your phone on mute? Good evening. Recently, when I got up, I realized my right hip was annoying me. I did work on the problem with a little bit of mo slight um, improvement. When I opened the, uh, one of the boxes of my packing boxes, I discovered a reader's edition of Science and Health, which belonged to my mother-in-law. I set up the card table with a lamp and proceeded to read the newly found large edition of Science and Health. I suspect I had been reading at least an hour when all of a sudden I thought of my hip problem and it was no longer a problem. I am most grateful for this uh, quick and healing session. Thank you. Thank you. Joanne. Joanne from Florida, go ahead. Hi. The, the pure Christian science teaching and practitioner prayers here have blessed me many times. One example is many years ago, my job and my whole department were eliminated at work. I had worked faithfully at that company for 17 years, 
and was devastated. I asked a practitioner here for help, and she told me to know that God had a good plan for me and to trust God's plan to unfold. And she prayed that I would see this plan unfold. Well, the first thing that happened was one week before I was to leave the job, a coworker told me of a not well-known rule in our employee handbook that entitled me to 17 weeks severance pay. This was granted to me and enabled me to pay off all my debts. Next, the very day I left that job, I was offered a week-long temporary position at a nearby company, which ultimately lasted for eight weeks. And then, on the last day of that assignment, I was offered a permanent job in my field of training in another large corporation nearby. I was blessed with that job for over 11 years. Mrs. Eddy's Christian Science taught and practiced here heals. I'm very grateful for all the practitioner help that I've received and continue to receive here. For Mrs. Eddy for discovering this wonderful Christian Science and for God's unfailing love. Thank you for this blessed church service tonight. Thank you. Ron. Ron from North Carolina. Go ahead. Thank you. I recently had dinner with an old friend, a person with whom I was a member of a Sufi spiritual community many years ago. We talked about the various practices we experienced while there. During our time together, he became very interested in sharing with me some of the current gurus he was following. His one complaint about his spiritual path was that he had not yet arrived. He had not yet achieved enlightenment, that conscious state where one awakens to the truth of all being. I could relate to his desire. I certainly had it big time when involved in Eastern disciplines, tenaciously devoting years in an attempt to achieve that elusive state. Despite never reaching the goal, this journey, exciting and sometimes glamorous, did effectively turn my focus from the outer world to the inner. As I later reflected on this conversation, I realized that my quest for truth had led me to a place that was nothing like my former projection. Following my wife into Christian science, I continued to hold on to my Eastern beliefs for many years. During this time, I read Science and Health and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy, attended church and felt the truth of what those works contained. I was particularly struck by how radical this teaching was professing there is no matter. Being immersed in the belief of matter, I didn't know how to directly extricate myself from that belief, and I didn't see much proof of that happening amongst fellow congregants within my church experience. That all changed when I began following the offerings of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. I realized I had found that place that my friend had been talking about, but rather than it being a noun, a place, it was a verb, a process with truth unfolding as my practice deepened. Since discovering this church, it's as if I'm slowly waking up, becoming more alert to the wily ways of the devil, whose only hope is that I go to sleep. Enlightenment for me now is getting to know God better through my daily walk, 
listening for his guidance while doing battle with all that would mesmeric, mesmerically compete for my attention. And this is a God that is so much more readily attainable and understandable thanks to the teachings of Mary Baker Eddy. This is far from that perfect place of my earlier projection, but the work is my own and it is occurring now and I have sufficient proof that I'm right where I am supposed to be. And for that, I am most grateful. I'm so grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for bringing this teaching to the world and to this Plainfield Church for carrying the torch in a manner in which I believe she would heartily approve. Thank you. Thank you. Patricia, Canada. Patricia from Canada, go ahead. Diary, my second healing. I sometimes left work to go to the corner store to grab lunch. It was owned by a Russian lady who had two small dogs that would race down the long aisle, jump up and lick me, and I'd pet them. The lady was always happy, and she loved her dogs just like precious sons. However, one day she looked very sad. What's the matter, I asked. Oh, one dog was very sick and didn't eat for many days, so I had to put him down. And now the other dog has the same sickness, and I'm going to put him to sleep tomorrow. But I can see a Bible in your purse when you pay me. So please pray for my dog. I silently ask God, couldn't you ask some more seasoned Christian scientist to deal with this? I don't know how to pray yet. But I petted the dog. He was unconscious. So I began, Dear God, please come here and heal this little dog. I looked at the dog and nothing happened. Please, Father, this dog is this lady's only family. I looked at the dog again. Nothing had happened. So I pleaded and begged over and over Please, pretty please, I'll do anything you ask. Uh, just please don't make it too hard, because this task is already pretty hard. I wondered, how do those Christian scientists pray and get healings? And then it dawned on me, I am being very insulting. I'm asking God to come here. God is always here. So I changed my prayer to a statement of truth. You are always present, the presence. And I've been trying to inform God that there's a problem, as if I know something that the divine mind doesn't know. And I've been implying that God is unloving, almost complaining. You are not doing anything about this problem, so please start doing something about it. You don't seem to care or you'd fix it. Ah, Trisha, who do you think you are? This is very insulting. Just stop it. Ah, so I'm the one who needs healing. I started again. God is love, always providing and protecting his creation. God is life, creating perfect health. God is mind, creating strong, powerful ideas, etc. Inspired by this, I said to the dog, since this is true, get up and walk. The dog opened his eyes, stood up and shook himself, as dogs do, and limped over to his mistress. No, no halfway, 
better in truth. All is well, complete. I was so happy that I sang hymns all the way back to work. I felt as though my heart would burst with joy. The next day, when I opened the store door, the little dog raced down the aisle, jumped up and licked me all over. All praise for this be to God. Not all healings have been quick. Many have been. But, if not, working to dig deeper spiritually brings about needed change. Plainfield Bible studies are motivating me to not turn a blind eye to my brother's needs, as I too often do. Thank you. Thank you. Dave. Dave from Florida, go ahead. Yeah, hi. Uh, Last week, I started to feel like I was coming down with something feverish the whole bit. So I asked a practitioner for help. She said, you can only ascend up with God, not come down with something. She also gave me Science and Health, page 413, 7 to 9 to work with. And that states, mind regulates the condition of the stomach bowels and food, the temperature of children and of men, and matter does not. I worked with that, and within a day's time, I was feeling fine, and there's been no return of the symptoms. I'm grateful for the work of the practitioner to be a member here where we apply Christian science the way Mary Baker intended it. It does heal. Thank you. Thank you. Luba from Ohio. Go ahead. I'm so grateful to Plainfield Church for all that is available here, and to my practitioner especially, who is of most help. Every year when the weather warms up, wasps create a problem around my home where it's difficult to leave or enter the home safely. I prayed about this, and my practitioner said to use the 91st Psalm where it speaks of not fearing the pestilence. I worked with this particular psalm. Then one day, I noticed a small nest that these wasps had recently built that I had not noticed before. It was right, right above the garage next, next to the door entrance. I tried to dislodge this with a long rod, but was unsuccessful. It was too high. I prayed about this later that night that God would show me the way to remove the nest. The next morning, I looked out the window, and to my disbelief, the nest was gone. I went outside to see if it had fallen on the driveway, but nothing was there. Only a mark above the garage was left where the the nest had been yesterday. I thank God then, and every time I go out there and I look up there on, on the, above the garage, how grateful I continue to be for God's care in every matter, and I'm so grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Jeremy. I'm very grateful to be here tonight and to be learning Christian science at this church. At this past roundtable, it was brought out how Herbert Eustace quoted Mary Baker Eddy on page 912 of his book, Christian Science, It's Clear, Correct Teaching. Quote, Ingratitude is the original sum total of evil, and its only remedy is gratitude. 
the highest human quality, its destruction, end quote. To which he added, quote, it is said that a grateful heart goes all the way, and that is what brought you here today, end quote. My gratitude tonight is for how obviously beneficial it has been for me to be here learning to recognize and give thanks for all the good that happens every day. After all these years, I've learned to expect only good and give gratitude every time it is clearly happening, to the point where I find myself saying out loud, thank you, Father, many times a day. What a wonderful change it has brought about in my life. I've gone from depressed and miserable before coming here to joyous and fulfilled today. And I owe it all to Christian science and all I've learned here. I'm very grateful for Mary Baker Eddy, this church, practitioner support, and this meeting tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight. I am very grateful for our weekly Bible lessons that are very instructive and healing. In this week's lesson, the Pharisees questioned what Jesus was doing, asking, quote, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? End quote. In preparing for the testimony meeting tonight, this line gave me a deeper sense of gratitude for the fellowship here at Plainfield, which pulled me out of a pit of despair and a sense of worthlessness by their love for God and man. Through practitioner help, I was picked up, dusted off, and given new message to, messages to take into my heart and a purpose in giving back what I have been given. For many years, I had always wanted a place to be accepted, but now I have found that, but better because they support you in being the best that God made you to be. I can imagine the love that these so-called society outcasts felt when Jesus took his time to be with them and show them a better way to think and feel about themselves and to feel the practical effects of a higher understanding of God and his creation. I am sure he gave some of them courage, a desire to do better through new views, hope, and he probably even laughed with them. The longer I am here, the greater sense I am getting for the love Mary Baker Eddy showed mankind in her writings and by her example. A very practical healing love that redeemed and converted many. I am grateful for the teachings of Christ Jesus and the sacrifice of Mary Baker Eddy so we could have the science of the Christ and for those who continue to sacrifice to support this cause. Thank you. Craig. Well, I wanted to thank Jarek for the music and thank Dave for the readings. Thanks to reminding me that, and uh, daily it needs to be reminded the straight, narrow way that, that God provides. Nothing more fulfilling, satisfying, happifying, <clears throat> or eternal is that. I wanted to give gratitude for something probably Dave also mentioned, that uh, along with this, the truth that was given to us about God, I found that in this church we learn how to 
in order to learn how to defend ourselves or prepare ourselves to go forth and do good. A teacher had given me and told me to keep working with this, and it made such a difference. As I was at work with it, I found that I spent less time working, trying to calm myself down, and instead being about something good. And she says, every day I work with, there is no error of any name or nature in my consciousness that can resist, hide, or escape the truth. The light of truth, life, and love shines straight through my belief of evil and banishes it, it chasing it into its native nothingness. My desire is to know and obey God's law, to be filled with all the fullness of spirit, knowing only the consciousness of God good. And she told me, work with it and keep thinking about all the good that what God is and all the things that, and only things that he has created. And as a consequence, when I went out to work, home, I felt like I had an armor on. And I had a shield, and I was ready for whatever came for me, and many things did. And it made me almost alert to if something was happening, to see what was coming and stop it in its tracks, and then <clears throat> go about what I needed to do. It. And, you know, we, we, as Christian scientists, are so needed in this world. Because there's so many things that, we, that need to be handled know the truth about the good is right there where something bad appears to be to work with to handle the weather that God love is everywhere and governing it peacefully harmoniously blessing and even though I've only seen the weather in my local vicinity change and become lovely I'm sure that as I get better at it it'll be and all of us, it'll be a blessing for more and more. I thank God for preparing us and then sending us out to do what's needed. This is a wonderful work Mary Baker Eddy has uh, laid out for us. Thanks to this church. Thank you. Chardell. Hey, good evening to all. Tonight, I wish to offer my gratitude for freedom. As I was praying for our country and thanking God for the United States of America, I thought about how it all began with a few people on a rickety ship seeking religious freedom and the discovery of a new land. Then I opened to the great discovery in retrospection and introspection found on page 24 in Prose Works. Mrs. Eddy's discovery is no less profound. Her discovery brought freedom for all mankind from disease, sin, and death. Now it is our job, my job, to protect the freedom so carefully crafted by our wise forefathers along with protecting all the truths that Mrs. Eddy shared with us in science and health with key to the scriptures and other writings. This is no small task, and every day I ask for understanding and guidance as to what my job is in performing this sacred duty. My practitioner has said, go forward with courage and kindness. 
If everyone does their part, big or small, we will be able to uphold what God has provided for us. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> this is Bruce. I'm very thankful for Christian Science, the Plainfield Church. And I'd like to encourage everyone to read the watching point that we have on our website right now. And it talks about spiritualization of thought being the most important thing. And when that's done well, the actions will correspond and follow accordingly. And uh, I thought that had a lot to do with the message in our lesson this week, Sacrament, where it basically in many places said, Let's not have any mindless rituals, please. In other words, the time for thinkers is common. Let's think about things and allow God to reveal to us what he has to say. And that's a huge achievement if it is really done. And I am happy to say in my life, I've seen quite a bit of it. It's helped me quite a bit. But it also made me ask what kind of mindless rituals had I been allowing? I gotta say that before I found this church and became active in it, fear was like a mindless ritual that cropped up like almost all the time. I was uh, very insecure, didn't have much confidence. Whenever I tried something that I hadn't done before, it was with great trepidation. However, after finding my way to Plainfield Church, and I'm thanking God that he opened the way and brought me here, the demand upon me was to think with God and allow his thoughts to come in and allow them to work in my life and to be very strong and confident about it. And as a result, this whole idea of fear has disappeared to a very large degree. And whenever I take on something new, it's with the confidence of knowing that I may not know, but God does and I can listen to him, and he can show me the way, even whether or not I should do it or not. And if the answer is yes, then he will open the way to make it work out well according to his plan and for his glory. And this whole change of scenario with me has uh, done immense good, has made me happier, has made me healthier and has also made me far more confident in the power and presence of our God. And I'm so thankful for this because it's opened up a new and better life for me as it does each day. Thankful for Christian Science and this wonderful church. Gary. I was listening to some church, some uh, Plainfield Church music recently, and one of my favorite songs in the world came up, and um, it just, uh, well, it brought tears to my eyes. Um, there's this beautiful hymn that our quartet has sung called Amazing Grace. And in it, there's a verse which goes, Amazing Grace, how sweet thou art, who saved a wretch like me. Well, Every time I hear this, it brings tears to my eyes. And the reason is, it makes me so grateful that God brought me to this church. Because the Christian science that I have been taught here 
has shown me more of God's love for us and has shown me the power of that love. It has saved me from some of the foolishness of this world, and for that I'm very grateful. And it has taught me that without God, I might as well be a wretch, because I, otherwise I would be just drifting in a world of materialism, and that's no place to be. It has healed me of many problems of health, of character, of business problems, relationship problems. And with each healing, each healing has shown me God's great love for me. And it has shown me God's great love for all of us. And this Christian science has added such tremendous purpose to my life. It's given purpose to my life. Uh, it's given me literally everything to be grateful for. So I thank God for Christian science. I thank Mary Baker Eddy for discovering it and giving it to us. And I am very grateful that it is here for everyone who genuinely wants it. So it's so good to be with you all here tonight, and thank you all for the testimony so far. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you very much. I have two testimonies from Australia tonight. The first one says, I just wanted to quickly write to say how much I love the Wednesday night service on June 23rd, 2021. Listening to all the testimonies, I was crying tears of love and joy and much comforted. She also says that a friend had emailed her a lovely story called The Holy Shadow from the journal August 1892, translated from French and she attaches it. But it's, she's really saying that the service reminded me of the story in it called The Sh the Holy Shadow. And all the testimonies of healings, of birds, gardens, cancer, the world, renewing oneself, children, friendships, etc. Like that saint in that article. And, and how all of those things fell behind him had the power to cure disease, soothe pain, and comfort sorrow. She says that my heart is overflowing with gratitude for all that I am learning and for being led to this wonderful, healing, sincere church, Plainfield CS Independent. And the second one says, earlier this year, I was out with a local walking group on the weekend exploring some coastal bush paths. I was filled with joy and gratitude admiring the beautiful bush scenery with magnificent sea views, seeing the native bird live and enjoying the company of the other walkers in our group. It was a longer walk than usual and at a slower pace as we had a number of seniors joining us that day. At one stage, on our return walk, I was alone, and while really enjoying the solitude, 
I received a clear message to drop back and stay with the group behind me of the more senior walkers. We had some lovely conversations and a sense of unity navigating the hilly path together encouraging each other as we went. Towards the end, the path was rising upward and the wife of one of the walkers wanted to rest a little to support her husband who was tiring and shortly after collapsed. His wife attended to him as he did not want to any fuss, but I was able to use my jumper to make his head comfortable while knowing that God was there with all of us. I phoned the leader ahead to advise of our delay, and soon after, a leader met us with a fruit drink, which the gentleman gratefully received. He was resting, but still unable to walk, however, when some younger men who were at a picnic further up the track came down, kindly spoke to us, and were soon able to lovingly support him on both arms and lift and walk him up the path to his car. In our daily activities, we are taught to give gratitude for all the good we continually receive, to listen for direction, and to be alert to reverse any negative suggestions and beliefs. Reflecting on this, I was very grateful to have listened and to see God in action to resolve this situation in such a harmonious and loving way. I am sincerely grateful to God, to Jesus, the way shower, to Mary Baker Eddy for revealing the science to the world and for Plainfield and his dedicated members and community for the library of resources, including lesson sermons, round tables, testimony meetings, watches, practitioners, hymns, and for daily growth and learning. I too am grateful tonight for the readings and for the hymns. And to add to what he's saying about listening, I am so grateful, grateful forever, to have learned to listen to God and to listen knowing that I can hear what he's saying. It's a discipline. I cannot say I just, it just became something normal. I had to continue disciplining my thinking, being quiet and listening to God, but the, the results and the reward for this is invaluable. It is very clear that God is speaking to every one of us, but can we hear him and obey him? I am so grateful, and I will, I'm saying this tonight because incredible things happen. So many times this week alone, there has been situations. One was with a computer that was not working, a laptop, and it wasn't very clear how to do it. I had done you know, the repair thing before, but sitting down, I just said, Father, you know and you can show me. How I did it, I can't say, but I know who did it. Another thing was with, I was needing something and I felt like, should I go out and get it or shouldn't I? Just again, I kept praying, Father, if I should go, lead me. If not, let me not go. 
I was doing so many different things, it seemed. And then I was led to a, a, a little box where what I was going out to buy, I had plenty already in the, in the house. It's amazing what God does when we really um, develop or learn to live the science, to live with him, knowing that he's always present. No matter what, no matter what, big or small, let us never forget that God is at hand and he does have the answer. I'm so grateful to be here tonight, so deeply grateful for Christ Jesus' teachings, Mary Baker Eddy, how can we love her and love her more so that we can see what this truth does in our lives. So grateful for this church, for what all that who are still here have stood to, to, to maintain the standard and for us all to be now learning how to live Christian science, what will save our world. Grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Mary. Good evening, everyone. have a few testimonies to read tonight. Uh, the first from North Carolina. The day after July 4th holiday, what might have been a wistful day, instead was one filled with appreciation for my deepening spiritual connection to God. Ours was a quiet celebration with a bonfire, our pups, the birds, and a heart full of gratitude. In the afternoon, I spoke over the telephone with my sister in New York, who had also celebrated the 4th, with lots of friends and family. Previously, I would have been comparing events with the usual pangs of envy over the lack of friends and fun in my life, which predictably cemented my feelings of inadequacy and loneliness. But this time, it was different. As I listened to the details of her gathering, I felt genuine happiness. As she elaborated on the rich details of the food and good company, I was able to celebrate with her as though I had been there too. And with that, I experienced no sense of incompleteness, a failure of my own. In addition, another important part of this demonstration was that I had no sense of judgment or criticism of their celebration. For example, that it wasn't spiritual or God-directed. Instead, a generosity of spirit permeated the call as though divine love was guiding the entire exchange. It all felt so clean and refreshing to take, take part in this conversation, proof that I was definitely free of mortal mind's trappings of the remote cause of an unhappy childhood. And then California. On Friday last week, upon connecting by phone with my Plainfield Christian Science practitioner, the first thing that came out of my mouth was gratitude for her place in my life and how much I appreciated her helping me advance in my understanding of Christian science. I bring this up because as a child, I attended a Christian science church where there were three practitioners, two of whom were my Sunday school teachers and one of whom I saw weekly as an adult to study Christian science. When she passed, the nurturing instruction I had ended, and although I looked for something like it, I couldn't replace it. 
In fact, most churches I attended over a 30-year period didn't have practitioners in the congregation. When I discovered the Plainfield Church, I noted that there were two practitioners serving this church, and that told me that Christian science was being demonstrated here. After contacting one of these practitioners, the spiritual connection I was looking for and needed was established. Last year, we had a lesson sermon where Mrs. Eddy talked about, quote, the boys and healing currents of truth, end quote, science and health. Dale A. from Virginia spoke about the boys on the bulletin board. She said boys are our lifeline and steer us safely into and out of ports, either day or night. That thought has stayed with me, and I often joke with my practitioner about how she is my buoy, and I have attached myself to her with a rope so I can't drift away. Our practitioners are always ready to guide us into calm waters and communion with our Father, Mother, God, and I just tonight wanted to thank them both. And then Texas. After two years, I experienced, oh, excuse me, about two years ago, I experienced a wonderful healing of my back being out of place. It wasn't the first time my back had given me problems, and it usually worked itself back into place over about a week, being helped along with some stretching exercises. But this time it was different. The pain just got worse and worse, no matter how much I attempted to exercise my way back to normalcy. In fact, the pain was so intense that I visited a chiropractor in desperation. He x-rayed my spine and told me that he didn't know if he could help me or not, as he had never seen a spine this far out of alignment that didn't require surgery. So I visited him on several occasions, but received no relief. At this point, I phoned a Plainfield practitioner who agreed to pray for me, she advised me to read in Science and Health, pages 390 to 393, along with a scientific statement of being on 468. I was obedient, and in just a couple of days, I was completely free from pain. Words can't describe how incredibly grateful I was for this practitioner's helpful, prayerful treatments, which resulted in a very quick healing. But I wasn't satisfied to leave it at that. I wanted to know what had let my state of thought get so low that I found myself in this dire situation. So I had a heart-to-heart talk with God, and the answer that I received was, I had let my oil run low. In other words, I had let my inspiration, consecration, and dedication to Christian science run low. Like the five foolish virgins in Jesus' parable, I had become too lax in my Bible studies and prayerful work. I had been skating along on past successes in in healing when I came to an abrupt halt. When I shared this with a practitioner, I told her that I was going to listen to all the recordings on the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent website to build up my store of inspiration and spiritual strength, my, my oil. And she laughed. At that time, I had no idea how many recordings were on, the, on their website. So, in the last two years, I have listened to all the roundtables and one-third of the Bible classes, along with numerous recordings and articles. 
I'm so grateful for this website and those dear ones who maintain it and add to it weekly, and also the practitioner who was so quick to work for me. And I am eternally grateful for dear Mrs. Eddy, who persevered to bring us the science of Christianity, the comforter which Jesus prophesied. And then the last one for tonight is from Sweden. Quite often we visit a countryside cafe in the weekend. Among their farm animals, we have befriended a black Labrador. He is rich in years, but playful and loves chasing sticks or have his strength challenged. This year he has been very passive at our feet, resigned with dull eyes. The stick was thrown without any response from him. He did not check what was going on in his surroundings anymore. Even though he liked to be chatted to, it did not cheer him up. Then we decided to talk to him like Christian science informs us to do, feeding him truth. Immediately, the dog got up, went sniffing and exploring his surroundings, moving rapidly about. When we were leaving, he came to us, and his eyes had their full life, depth, and brilliance. It was a great experience. So tonight, I would just like to say how grateful I am. Those were very powerful readings tonight on our nation, a good treatment for our nation and truly for all nations. Our founding is in God, in God we trust, and so it must continue in that way. And I'm thankful for the beautiful music, hymns, and all the testimonies that were given. I thank you all, and you all have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? I'll read the, I'll read the second verse. Hymn number 264. Like a mighty armor moves the church of God. Brothers, we are treading where the saints have trod. We are not divided, all one body we one in hope and doctrine, one in charity. Onward, Christian soldiers, marching as to war, with the cross of Jesus going on before. Hymn number 264.